we're empowering them to possibly help get one more parent to work. How many of you would do this for 10 bucks an hour? The bill changing child care facilities standards is praised by Republicans as helping the workforce shortage, but Democrats aren't convinced. You want to solve a workforce crisis? Pay them! From Iowa Public Radio News, this is the weekly legislative podcast, Under the Golden Dome. House File 2373 is a simple bill regarding companies economically boycotting the state of Israel. Bills are passing in the Senate and House, and some involve interests with Israel. The sole purpose of this bill is to crack down on Unilever for allowing Ben & Jerry's to refuse to sell their ice cream in the occupied Palestinian territories. And a bill passes that would prohibit transgender girls from participating in girls' sports. This bill is not about discrimination. This bill is about protection. Banning transgender girls is clearly discriminatory. Society would dictate that we are going to need this bill. If we don't need it now, we're going to need it soon. I'm John Pimple. This is Under the Golden Dome for the week ending February 25th, 2022. This season, Garden Variety wants to help you flourish. Each week, our favorite horticulturists drop by with fresh tips. Subscribe and dig in. Head to ipr.org garden or find Garden Variety wherever you get your podcasts. This bill adopts in Iowa law the definition of anti-Semitism. Republican Representative Sandy Salmon is the floor manager for a bill focusing on Jewish people, businesses, and organizations. It requires the definition be used by law enforcement, the courts, or any other state agency when evaluating a discriminatory act for which this might apply. Courts must use it in evaluating applicable civil rights cases. State personnel must use it as part of discrimination training. First of all, there should not be discrimination against any individual, any group. Democratic Representative Akeo Abdul-Samad presents an amendment to this bill that offers protections to more groups. And it also includes not only anti-Semitism, it includes other ethnic groups and other religious groups. It opens the door for us to be inclusive to everyone, not just creating a spatial chapter for one group, but it opens the door for all of us to be treated equally. Representative Abdul Samad's amendment includes Islam and Christianity. Because the problem that we have in the history that we're looking at now is that we have individuals, we have groups that are perpetuating hate, that are perpetuating discrimination, that actually are perpetuating death on individuals because of the religion, because of their ethnicity, just because of people don't like the people that make up America. Mr. Speaker, I question whether this amendment is germane. The amendment is ruled not germane. No other legislators speak for or against the bill other than Representative Salmon as she delivers closing remarks. The United Nations General Assembly recently adopted a resolution that condemns Holocaust denial and urges all countries and social media platforms to fight anti-Semitism. The resolution was backed by hundreds, dozens of countries. Defining anti-Semitism is necessary to be able to combat it. This bill does that, and I urge its adoption. The bill passes 66 to 31. No Republicans oppose it, and eight Democrats vote for it. 
About an hour later, a bill about boycotting Israel is floor managed by Republican Representative Carter Nordman. House File 2373 is a simple bill clarifying legislation that was passed with bipartisan support in 2016 regarding companies economically boycotting the state of Israel. In 2016, new language was added to Iowa Code titled Restrictions Regarding Companies Boycotting Israel. It prohibits state money to be spent with companies that refuse to engage in commerce with Israel or territories controlled by Israel. Has written the code only covers specifically structured companies and does not achieve the intent of the original legislation. This bill adds the definition of company to include subsidiaries and parent companies. I have to disagree with Representative Nordman. Uh, about the simpleness of this bill. Democratic Representative Mary Wolf says the proposed revision of this code targets a specific company. In July of 2021, Ben & Jerry's, a Vermont-based company that makes and markets ice cream, announced that they would no longer allow Ben & Jerry's ice cream to be sold in the occupied Palestinian territories as defined by the United Nations. Ben and Jerry's co-founders Ben Cohen and Jerry Greenfield are Jewish. Representative Wolf reads from the Ben and Jerry's website their statement about not selling in occupied Palestinian territory, or OPT. Our decision to exit the OPT was based on our belief that it is inconsistent with our values for Ben and Jerry's to be present within an internationally recognized illegal occupation. Speaking and acting on our values is neither anti-Israel or anti-Semitic. Ben and Jerry's ice cream is owned by the global company Unilever, which also owns the company's Dove and Hellman's. Hellman's often buys soy oil from Iowa to make mayonnaise. One thing this bill would prevent is the Iowa Public Employees Retirement System, or IPERS, from investing with Unilever. HF 2372 amends Chapter 321J so as to require our public retirement funds to divest itself of investments in a foreign company if any of the company's subsidiaries, including U.S.-based subsidiaries, engage in economic boycotts of Israel. I.e., as far as I can tell, the sole purpose of this bill is to amend Iowa code so that Iowa is able to crack down on Unilever for allowing Ben & Jerry's to refuse to sell their ice cream in the occupied uh, Palestinian territories. A fiscal analysis by the Nonpartisan Legislative Services Agency reports $2.7 million of IPERS investments will be impacted by this bill. The IPERS Trust Fund presently has a balance of $42.8 billion. Representative Nordman questions why a company like Ben & Jerry's hasn't withdrawn from other regions of the world or parts of the United States. Uh, if these companies are, uh, you know, only going after policies, then why are they not pulling out of China or Russia or Georgia or Texas? All these, all of these states or, or countries, they have policy disagreement. Representative Nordman says Iowa should not be investing with a company that supports the boycott, divestment and sanction movement, also called BDS. The Iowa legislature clearly stated that the General Assembly does not support boycotts and related tactics that have become a tool of economic warfare that threaten the sovereignty and security of allies and trade partners of the United States, including the state of Israel. This bill will ensure that our public investments are not funding companies that participate in the boycott, divestment, and sanction of Israel movement. Mr. Speaker, I move House File 2373. The bill passes 61 to 35. No Republicans vote against 
and three Democrats vote for it. This is the Legislative Podcast Under the Golden Dome. I'm John Pimble. You already know you carry all of your favorite podcasts in your pocket. But did you know you can carry all of Iowa Public Radio too? Just tell your phone to play Iowa Public Radio, News, Studio One, or Classical, anytime for your favorite stream. There are state requirements for staff levels at child care facilities. Right now, for every six children aged two, there must be one staff member. A new proposal would change that to a one-to-seven ratio. This bill comes to the full Senate for debate. It is floor-managed by Republican Senator Jeff Edler. This change is being recommended upon receiving the recommendations from the Governor's Child Care Task Force on child staff ratios. Included in that recommendation, they asked DHS to review the child staff ratios for the children from 18 months of age to three years of age. The bill also increases the number of three-year-old children a staff member is responsible for. Instead of a one-to-eight ratio, one person would be responsible for up to ten three-year-old children. And this adjustment to Iowa's child care ratio could not come a moment too soon. As the workforce shortages continue to challenge Iowans, we're providing an outlet for their children so they can return to work. If this bill passes both chambers and it is signed by the governor, it becomes effective immediately. As a parent, I have a right to know that that ratio is increasing. Democratic Senator Pam Yoakum offers an amendment that would require a child care center to provide a written notice of changes to parents at least 30 days in advance. It seems to me that this body is more than willing to jump as high as it can to require parental documentation and all these other issues for vaccines or whatever it might be. Senator Yoakum is referring to other bills that passed out of committees this year, like one requiring written consent for a minor to receive any vaccine. This isn't even asking the parent for consent or written, that they have to do anything in writing. All it is saying is that if you are going to increase your child-adult ratio, that those parents have a right to know. Democratic Senator Janet Peterson supports this 30-day notification amendment. I know there are a lot of working parents out there. Child care is one of their biggest expenses and biggest concerns. And if you were to find out that your child was going to be put in an unsafe situation by adding more children um, that far exceed the expectations or the ratios that are set out in guidelines. You should have the right to know what your child care is going to do and enough notice so that you can find some safe alternative for your child. But Senator Edler says this amendment would create a burden. This amendment goes quite contrary to what we're trying to do, which is reduce government burden and allow these daycare centers the opportunity if they choose to help parents and to take care of children safely. The amendment fails and debate on the bill resumes. First, let me at least thank Senator Edler for bringing forth uh, some legislation on childcare and an attempt to address Iowa's workforce crisis. But this ain't it. Senator Yoakum says one way to incentivize people to work in child and elderly care facilities is to offer higher pay. 
You can't think we're going to get, attract young people to go into child care or to take care of our seniors in nursing care or to take care of our kiddos with autism or behavioral issues if we don't pay them. How many of you would do this for 10 bucks an hour? I don't see too many hands going up. You want to solve a workforce crisis? Pay them. During Senator Edler's closing comments, he says currently child care facilities can apply for a waiver to be exempt from these ratios. This bill would eliminate the waiver requirement. To say that this is going to damage kids, it's absolutely false because the daycare provider has the ability not to change that ratio, period. So I believe in our daycare providers and them making decisions based around the care of children. So we're empowering them to possibly help get one more parent to work because they could take one more child. This bill passes the Senate along party lines. Girls should not be sidelined in their own sports. A bill banning transgender girls from playing on girls' sports teams is debated in the House of Representatives, floor managed by Republican Representative Skylar Wheeler. When this bill passed in a committee, it was limited to K-12 through schools. Now Representative Wheeler proposes an amendment to include community colleges and public and private colleges. This amendment, which essentially is the bill but adds in college sports, comes to us today to ensure that girls continue to have a level playing field in athletics and that they don't lose out on varsity letters, scholarships, championships, and the fame and attention that comes with dominating in a sport. This bill is not about discrimination. This bill is about protection. Banning transgender girls and women from participating in girls' or women's sports is clearly, clearly discriminatory. Democratic Representative Mary Masher opposes this bill. A yes vote today tramples on the words printed on our Iowa flag, our liberties we prize and our rights we will maintain. A yes vote today ignores the promise we make to all Iowans every time we recite the Pledge of Allegiance with liberty and justice for all. There is no academic or even a hint of transgender girls dominating female sports in Iowa. Democratic Representative Art State is also opposed. This attempt is to force transgender girls to play on the boys' team, and it is an unconscionable attack on already marginalized transgender children. This bill doesn't address any real or future problem. It's harmful and would likely only create mental health damage to both cisgender and transgender youth. Republican Representative Jane Bloomingdale says this bill is needed for the future of girls' and women's sports. For the parents, for the kids, for the transgender kids, makes my heart hurt. And for the parents, it hurts twice as much. But this is an opportunity to keep that level playing field. And if without this bill, it changes that. And I hope we don't even need this bill. I hope it's not something we use. But society would dictate that we are going to need this bill. If we don't need it now, we're going to need it soon. So for the transgender kids, no, my heart hurts for you. And I know you're struggling. 
and I hope you can find some way to deal with what you're struggling with. Democratic Representative Liz Bennett says she understands that some people supporting this bill have good intentions. I believe there are people of good conscience who support this bill today based on misinformation, fear, and bad faith arguments from the bill's proponents. I hope that as time passes and you learn more, you will come to understand how much harm you have caused by supporting this bill. And I hope you will take action to make amends to the people you have hurt. There is a difference physiologically with males and females, right? Males have major advantages in athletics. There's no question about it. As Representative Schuyler Wheeler makes his closing remarks, he cites Title IX, a federal civil rights law from 1972. Title IX prohibits discrimination based on sex in federally funded schools. Girls have fought, women have fought, for over 50 years to have an equal playing field in their sports. As I stated, before Title IX came into play, you had about 300,000 female athletes. You had several institutions that did not have even close to the amount of athletic opportunities available that they had for men. 50 years later, you have 2.7 or so million females, women competing in athletics. They're learning self-discipline. They're learning how to operate as a team, competition, hard work, etc. Sports are an incredible thing. Many of you guys know I'm a, I'm a coach. I started the day off coaching boys. I'm going to finish the day off defending girls' sports. After a three-hour debate that extends into the early evening, this bill passes on party lines. The bills on this episode have only passed in one chamber, but there is a bill that has cleared both the Senate and House. It's a tax bill that by 2026 would bring most personal income tax to a rate of 3.9 for all tax brackets. It's called a flat tax. This bill also allows corporate taxes to be reduced over time if the state collects more than $700 million of business tax revenue in a year. According to a fiscal analysis of the plan, it would reduce the collection of state revenue by $1.9 billion over the next five years. I'm John Pimple. This is the weekly legislative podcast, Under the Golden Dome. The script editor for this episode is Iowa Public Radio News Program Director Katherine Perkins. Additional stories about this year's legislative session are coming from Iowa Public Radio's Statehouse reporter Katerina Sestarik, also from IPR reporter Grant Gerlock, Natalie Krebs, and Katie Pikus. Digital team support for this podcast comes from Caitlin Troutman. If you haven't subscribed to this show, do it now wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Under the Golden Dome is a production of Iowa Public Radio.